Hello everybody and you're very welcome to our latest edition of Pharmacast here from QUB School of Pharmacy. Um, we're delighted to have you listening to our latest edition and today we are thinking about looking after our own mental health and our well-being in today's very busy world for each of us either as a student or as a working professional, whatever that sphere of practice is that you are in. Um, my name is Joanne Barry. I'm a senior lecturer in education here in the School of Pharmacy. Um, one of the roles I have here um, in the school is I coordinate a group of students and it's a student-led group um, looking after mental health and wellbeing and I'm delighted to be joined by two of those students today, Molly and Adam. Um, and we also have a guest speaker for you today as well, Kieran. and I'll maybe pass over to each of those to introduce themselves. So Adam, do you want to start off? Yeah, uh, so yeah, my name's Adam and I'm a third year pharmacy student here and also a member of the mental health and wellbeing team and it's uh, good to be back for another episode. Hi, my name's Molly. Um, I'm also a third year pharmacy student and I'm one of the mental health first years in the school as well. Um, and I'm excited just to have a chat with everyone here today. And Kieran, you're our guest speaker, so you're very welcome. And maybe you give us a wee bit of information about yourself and your background. Yeah, thanks for having me. So my name's Kieran. I'm a local business owner. Business is called Natural Resilience. And I work with people and organisations about understanding themselves a wee bit better, understanding their behaviours. And in terms of an organisational point of view, helping organisations and companies understand their people. I think people are the cornerstone of, of any development of, of a company or a, a campus, whatever it may be, um, with a big emphasis on that health and well-being. Because I think when we put people first, we need to put their needs first too. Yeah, that's a really interesting point and very much we are very keen as a student, student-led group, um, and particularly within our school here of pharmacy, that we have a, a great community um, and a relationship between our staff and all of our, our students. And we have students on a, on a wide range of undergraduate and postgraduate courses. Um, and I know I've been a student in the past, it might be a while back now, but being a student is a challenge and being a student is something that's really um, time consuming and busy and in its own way can sometimes bring up some stress in our lives and bring us daily challenges and it would be a good chance now I suppose maybe to speak to our students around sometimes what some of those can be um, and maybe think about things that we can do um, to make those better um, when they, they do get a, a challenge. So I know as um, Molly and Adam are both pharmacy students, um, it, being a pharmacy student is busy um, you have part-time work sometimes to balance alongside being a full-time student and it would be great just to hear maybe about some of those challenges um, from each of you and maybe things that you know you do or your friends do um, to make that better for you and then maybe we'll pick up with Kieran around things then that your professional experience would support maybe those or some other tips that you could offer. Um, Adam, did you want to share anything on that? Yeah, um, I think just as a pharmacy student, I think one of the biggest challenges is you always feel like you have to be doing something because our course is so busy. If you do have a free minute, you're sort of like, okay, what should I be doing that instead? And the easiest thing to fill that with, with is work. So maybe if you do have a free morning where there's no lectures or no workshops, the first thing you're going to say is, can I get an extra shift? Because obviously everybody needs an extra couple of quid. <laughs> yeah. So I think 
definitely, especially this year with everything being back in person and not having the same kind of schedule of online COVID learning, it's been definitely a lot harder making sure that you maybe have set days with your employer, whereas before they were more used to you just kind of coming in and out whenever they needed you to, whereas now it's kind of the balls in your court and you're kind of telling them, which now is they kind of change the dynamic. Yep. So that's been a bit awkward to deal with. Okay, okay. Um, for myself personally, I sort of feel that um, it's really important to make time with your friends in between um, with school and if you're working as well, if it's either during the week or at the weekends. Um, I found things that really helped myself this year because I do know that myself and quite a lot of my friends felt quite isolated last year just with COVID and with everything being a different sort of format. But um, it's really important just to even make that time, make sure that you're having a good work-life balance as well. Um, where you're designating time to do your studying but also making sure that even like a half hour or an hour break um, that's what I would do myself I would meet my friend for a coffee and um, just talk about like the things that we're doing during the week and just sort of offload as well because you don't really realise the times that when you are in such a busy schedule if you're working throughout the week with your university schedule with everything and um, quite a lot of things do get caught up in your head and you don't really realize that it has a, like a big impact on you until you actually speak to somebody else and just sort of offload all those problems or things that you didn't even really know initially that were problems but that sort of get resolved then once you're just talking to people but and um, that would be like my main sort of advice probably for other students as well just to make sure that you're getting that time um, to spend just for yourself and for your friends even going for a walk a coffee just a wee break in between really does help yes really sensible um molly and it links in very well to the guidance from the public health on the five steps to well-being that one of them being connection and connecting yeah. with others as well um kieran have you any thoughts to share on, yeah, on that i think on, on adam and molly's takeaways i think with adam in terms of we need to get rid of that guilt that we need to be performing at a high level 24 7 seven days a week performance is all about optimal performance and i think we can learn lessons from from sports and there's a great saying in sports in that you can only train as hard as you recover so they know in terms of performance if they're going to perform optimally and if we use you know optimally in, in tests in lectures in assignments in our you know, part-time jobs, if we're going to perform optimally, we do need the breaks. And one of the concepts we kind of use is when we look over the 12-month period, push-pull. We need to accept that at times coming up to exams, we are going to have to put in more work. And so when, when post-exam, we need to implement that, you know, pulling back a bit, resting, recovering, because it's coming again for the next year. And it's all about performing optimally as opposed to thinking in the western head of i can perform 24 7 on coffee on red bull it doesn't work um molly it was a great point again with yourself i actually read something this morning on burnout where a guy in america a doctor in america has interviewed several dozen ceos that have suffered with burnout and they work off the law of opposites so we, we spoke about this earlier sometimes when we think i'm so busy with work or with studying to get rid of that anxiety, I need to work or study more. Where in actual fact, the studies are showing when you have a hobby, which is completely opposite of anything pharmacy related, it could be walking a piece, swimming, golf, coffee with your friends, that reduces stress significantly and again allows you to perform optimally over the long term. 
Yeah, and I know I'll give a, a bit of a, a pitch out to the Queen's employer as and wellbeing and on a Friday afternoon you never find me in my office at lunchtime because I go to our wellbeing choir practice and I suppose it's very different to my day job as a as a pharmacist as well. So I can definitely um, relate to that, Kieran, as well. Um, uh, I think earlier I very briefly touched on the point of being a student's a challenge at times. Um, and Kieran, you um, mentioned that you have a, a company and it's under the banner of natural resilience. And resilience is something that really interests me because we do need to um, keep going at times. Um, it's making that as good as possible for yourself, but you do need to, when you hit a, a barrier or a challenge, develop the skills in ourselves around how you do keep going. And I suppose as a student, that could be you've maybe failed an exam or you failed an assignment or you just feel like you've endless deadlines to get through or maybe one of your friends has failed an exam and helped you for asked you for advice Do you know as a pharmacist it could be that you've made an error in work um, and the consequences of that maybe if you work in the pharmaceutical industry it's around deadlines to meet to get new products out out to market um, I don't know if anyone wants to share around challenges around keeping yourself going or things that would be where you really need your resilience and maybe lead on to Kieran then around a bit of advice about that um I think with my own self personally like I would really resonate with that because I know um last year with my exams I actually had to repeat two of my exams and I remember when I did find out my results of my exams it was just a complete shock to the system like I just I felt really disappointed in myself and disappointed in everything and I know myself as well like I had personal things going on in my life last year that did sort of implement in that too but um, it really sort of like it sort of flicked the switch then as well for me too that I needed I wasn't focusing on how I was actually studying um, I would have sort of went and spent hours in the library no breaks in between um, had this focus of being there the earliest I could instead of the longest that I could as well um, and like that really did take a toll on my mental health but um in a way it was good because I did have friends as well it's not good that they failed their exams as well but it was good having that support you know I'm not saying oh, it was great but uh, it was good at the time because we all were like experiencing the same thing and like it just sort of kick-started in myself as well that how I was studying was not the way that was going to help me to succeed like I needed to take those breaks in between structure out my notes because I would have went through pages and pages of notes just writing down things but it wouldn't have been in a way that I could actually memorize that stuff so I really had to focus and understand what was important and what I needed to take from my like my studying um, and like from the content that we were learning but um, I do think because at that time it was very difficult and it was sort of all in your head and you did feel very bad about yourself in the sense that these exams are important and it's something that you did want to do well in um, and especially like along the side with perfectionism too because I've always felt like in myself that was always something that I would have strived to especially like especially in school because it is such a shock to the system too when you move to university because I feel like quite a lot of people like quite a lot of students would also say like in school they were always top of the class getting amazing grades and then go to university and you assume that it's going to be a step back from your A-levels because your A-levels were so intense and actually for me it was completely the opposite it was like oh my like how am I going to focus with all this like there's so many lectures so much content and 
getting the time to sort of put that all into practice but it does it is just a big learning curve I find and you just sort of have to keep going with it because last year I was really like in a stage where I was like I don't know how I'm going to come up from this and then I was able to pass my exams again then in August and like from that I've really just seen a complete change in how I study and making the time to sort of focus and then like release and just relax in between that's that's great Molly and a very personal reflection and you, you definitely have shown us that you have taken some time to reflect on all of that and obviously you have built up a bit of you know I have to keep going and how do I make th- this better and you mentioned a very interesting term particularly in the world of pharmacy um, and science about perfectionism and maybe a, a discussion point for us to come back to um, later on in this in this edition um, Adam anything in addition that you wanted to share around resilience and challenges and yeah, I think for all, particularly all pharmacy students, the whole idea of perfectionism and constantly working, as I said before, is really like hammered home because maybe of like the A-levels you do and stuff. And in the schools, maybe if you're in a grammar school, it's always results-based. And then going in a science-based degree, everything's results-based. So it is kind of, let's get it done. At least it's done, that's it over with. And like I would find myself in exams, every exam I've done from A-level, I didn't sleep the night before. Cause you're like there's something else you can do there's always something else you can do when that's not the right thing if you had those eight hours of sleep now everything's always went okay but yeah. there will come that time where there's a brick wall so i think that is really a, the idea of this year making sure that you know when to step back and i already have kind of put steps in place for that sort of like i set up with friends from school who i hadn't seen in a while and um, like a five aside we do every sunday now so you know then that day you're always away and then on a saturday morning i coach football okay. so you're away saturday morning so you always know that if you're responsible for something else, you have to do it. You can't back out. So yeah. that's the easy way of keeping yourself accountable. Yeah, definitely. And Karen, what about that term of resilience and what it means to you and maybe some advice that you could share around that? Yeah, I thought it was two really good points again. Um, the perfectionism was, was interesting in terms of, of the A-levels and then the science-based course where it's very black or white, I suppose, and you're told what to think and not how to think and so we go down this real narrow tunnel vision of a train of thought and it's maybe something to pick up towards the end and, and maybe explore that a bit I th- resilience is something i'm very passionate about in this day and age i i love there's a saying um hard times make hard people hard me- people make hard easy times easy times makes weak people weak people makes hard times i do believe that we are living in a society where we're obsessed with comfort um, and we just need to look at technology, um, you know, ordering off Amazon. We want comfort, we, we want to simplify everything. I think the shadow side of that is that when we face any form of discomfort in terms of I've got an exam date or um, of, a, of a high, of, of a big lecture coming up that you know, plays a significant part, we that discomfort manifests with like feeling flooded with adrenaline, with fear, with anxiety, and we can't control it. For me, resilience gets a bad word. People say it's grit. People say it's masking emotions. For me, it's an acceptance that life happens and there's very little that we can control as life kind of evolves in front of us. That's not to say we're always at a slave of circumstances. In actual fact, it's, it's going from the likes of Dr. Frank, uh, Victor Frankel, who said that the only things that we can control is how we respond. And you have responded in a very healthy manner of 
I know from my previous experiences that I struggle to sleep before exams. So I'm going to respond to that differently. I'm going to put things in place to negate that. I'm going to give myself other responsibilities. And for me, the stress, the, the worry, the lack of sleep, it's all feedback. That's not our natural state as human beings. That's feedback to say something needs to change. And then part of resilience is personal responsibility to say, okay, I need to change the circumstances. What do I need to do internally? What do I need to reframe? And you made a great point, and it's something I struggled with, about sleep, sacrificing sleep for an extra couple of hours. But we know, and science shows, that when you're well-rested, you perform at a, at a, a higher level. And again, I think we can always learn from sports. There is such a significant... Um, I suppose, study into sleep and sports performance, but that blueprint can be taken and put into any aspect of uh, university life, business life, whatever it may be. Yeah, um, really good advice here. And I know myself, yeah, I just have to call it a night and it's, I have to go and get your rest because you do, you do need that sort of time before, even time before you go to bed, I find really useful um, rather than just shut down the brain and then try to go straight to sleep you do need that rest and relaxation and um the perfectionism Karen, I, i'm sure it's not unique to us um it's something that's a, across society i think in general and there's lots of debate about whether it's driven by some people living lives through social media and seeing their perception that other people's lives are perfect or is it that we have this um, self-imposed responsibility or self-imposed feeling about having to be perfectionism or as our students have shared perhaps feeling don't want to let schools down don't want to let family down don't want to let their peers down um, and also in terms of professional practice as a pharmacist in particular you don't want to let your patients down so whether that's in dispensing or prescribing for them for them too um, and you know I'm before we started to record, we shared or you shared some information about how males and, and females and people from different backgrounds, there's different evidence around there. Is there anything in that that you think would be useful to, to chat about? Yeah, I think I think perfectionism is a funny one. I think at our very core, we are we have it within our DNA. We're, we're, we're growth driven beings like every or, every organism on the planet is designed to grow and evolve. If you watch nature, the plants grow towards the sun. Um, animals just try and be the best versions of themselves. And we we perform best as humans when we are striving towards some form of goal, some form of direction in our lives. I think the mistake we make there is that we say, I will be happy, I will be fulfilled, I will be satisfied only when I reach the destination. And so we become obsessed with reaching the top of the mountain or reaching the destination as opposed to being present and enjoying the journey. I think that's something we need to do is I'm on a journey of becoming a pharmacist. I'm on a journey of going into the community and saving people's lives. But I need to en enjoy the process as opposed to saying I will be happy in three years time. I will be less stressed in three years time. And an acronym I use for this is WIN what's important now because when we're striving for, for perfection it can be completely overwhelming if you do have pressure from family or if you have pressure from fellow students I think you touched on a really valid point of comparison I always say comparison is the thief of joy again when you observe nature the pine tree doesn't compare itself to the oak tree 
or the daffodil to the rose, why are we comparing ourselves with other students? Um, so that what's important now for me is I need to be present in the journey to be the best version of myself at all times for my children, for my partner, for my business. So what's important now and reducing because perfection is almost an illusion. You know, we're going into the future and saying, oh, it has to be this way. What's important now and bringing it down to the fundamentals of being present, controlling your breath, being happy in the moment, you know, showing up as yourself authentically, learning, growing, all those things. Yeah, um, really good points and points we all could take some time to think about and reflect on regardless of what our actual part of life we're on at the minute. Um, it's been a great chat we've had um, and hopefully for those listening in, um, it's ta- you've actually just taken 20 odd minutes out to listen and you've taken that time away from all that busyness and hopefully you find that an enjoyable time with us this afternoon. I've definitely enjoyed um, chatting with Kieran, Molly and Adam and thank you for all of your, your contributions and I suppose just to finish off around always as a school around thinking about a raising awareness of well-being and looking after each other and looking after ourselves and reflecting on when we are in challenging times or we have got um, made a mistake or adversity you know to, to seek help and people are always very willing to help um, you just need to say that you need a wee bit of help at a time and we all need help at times and, and it's absolutely the right thing to do so thank you all very much and um, we look forward to um, our next edition of our school pharmacast